Hi there! You're about to listen to a vintage episode of the Under the Microscope podcast. While the content is still as relevant and as interesting as when it was recorded, our webpage has changed. You can now find us at thesciencetalk.com slash real-scientist-nano. Welcome to Under the Microscope. This series is brought to you by the Real Scientists Nano team. Our goal is to provide a platform where scientists can communicate their work and interact with the public. With that in mind, every week we introduce you to a scientist working in the field of materials and nanoscience who would be curating the RealSci underscore nano Twitter account. Hi everyone, today we have with us Sophia Masi, who is a researcher at the Institute of Advanced Materials at University of Jaume Prime um, in Spain, uh, very close to Valencia. So, hi Sophia, welcome to Real Scientist Nano, how are you? Hi Pranati, I'm fine, and you? It's my pleasure to be here today. <laughs> And we are delighted to have you here. So let's talk more about you as a scientist, your science. So starting with your scientific journey so far. So tell us about your career journey. Oh, great. Uh, okay, I decided to opt chemistry as major subject once I decided my university career. Mm -hmm. I studied in Pisa, a beautiful city in which Galileo Galilei spent his life. He doesn't need any introduction, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was my first class of chemistry at secondary school when uh, chemistry did something to me. Um, it made me fall in love with it and I couldn't <laughs> resist it. Um, I mean, I had questions and chemistry was answering all of them in that time. I found it challenging, uh, exciting, fun. So I, uh, I decided to opt for uh, chemistry in, in that time. Then uh, after um, five years in Pisa studying chemistry, I chose a PhD uh, at CNR Nanotech in Lecce in Italy. Um, it's a PhD in nanotechnologies and um, in the department of physics of the university. And I did this choice because I was driven by the opportunity to make a positive impact on energy needs and the sustainable development of future generation. It was really fun in that moment to work and grow in such an innovative, uh, fast-changing environment because I worked on photovoltaic and for the development of peroxide-based technology. And uh, it was like an adventure shared by all the scientists of this field uh, because the solar, the perovskite solar cells um, are a revolution in the context of, of uh, renewable uh, energy and photovoltaics uh, uh, because their efficiency improved day by day and uh, it was very, very exciting. Um, then uh, I moved in 2018 in Spain to work at the Institute of Advanced Material in Castellón de la Plana, uh, close to Valencia. Mm -hmm. And um, I have learned uh, and I learned so much in the time that I work here from the wide array of backgrounds that my colleagues have. In fact, everyone is happy to share their experience and the expertise. And also my group is very supportive in making my work fit in with the needs of my family. And, uh, but as chemistry, I work in the laboratory. 
uh, always with a very exciting project, but also as a researcher, I have been able to write my findings in first level journal alongside my work as mom of two. Uh, and this is good because of the, of the flexible working hours uh, mm -hmm. that has meant I can easily balance my work and home life. And finally, I'm looking for a permanent position uh, to start my independent research. And uh, this is my journey so far. Ah, okay. Wow. Wow. That's that's really cool that uh, the chemistry was uh, answering all your questions. I love yeah. that part. That chemistry was just, I was asking questions and chemistry was answering the questions I had. I love that part. Uh, well, it, it, it sounds like an amazing uh, career journey so far. And I hope you get the permanent position soon, very, very soon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I my to, next... But okay, I'm happy in this moment, but uh, you know, <laughs> um, everyone will improve, will improve in his career. So let's see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure you're happy right now, but it's always good to have the permanent position as well. It's always like it's just one thing off the list. You can just completely then focus on science, right? Um, that's what you want to do. Um, so speaking of science, um, so you did speak a little bit about it in the, the short podcast, but um, so your current research, where did, where and how does it fit in this big picture of materials and nanoscience in this big puzzle? Where does it fit in? Um, okay, uh, nanoscience and, and technology um, is a branch of science that studies system and man manipulates matter on atomic, molecular and supramolecular scales, mm -hmm. in, in particular the nanometric scale. Um, because as such, on such length scale, uh, quantum mechanical and surface boundary effects become relevant, um, conferring properties uh, on materials that are not observable on larger microscopic length scale. No? Mm -hmm. So the core of my work is the perovskite material. And in fact, for, for example, perovskite nanocrystals are considered one of the most sustainable material for the development of new generation uh, solar cells and optoelectronic devices. Mm -hmm. So um, the core of my research, the perovskite material, is uh, fall completely in the nanoscience topic. Mm -hmm. um, as photovoltaic technologies evolve, more sustainable solutions become available with, with the use of eco-friendly process nanomaterials in the, for the construction of nanocrystal solar cells. And in particular, the metallolite perovskite nanocrystal offers from promise for efficient photovoltaic and photoluminescence material too, due to it, due to its excellent optoelectronic properties such as high photoluminescence quantum yield also close to 100%. So it's a versatile material for both application, solar cells, and uh, so harvesting the uh, solar uh, um, light and uh, photoluminescence so for the emission of light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, wow. Okay. That is that is really interesting because my uh, field of work was completely different from what you're doing. So th I find this extremely fascinating. Um, yeah, it does it does it does make sense, and I'm definitely looking forward to all the knowledge that you're going to share on the oh. on the Twitter account because that's also for me personally super interesting. Uh, so Sophia, it sounds to me that uh, right now you're 
research is super cool, of course, but also in the past you have been involved in some really cool research projects. Um, and I know this question is tough, uh, but I'm still going to dare and ask that. If you have to pick one research project that you're most proud of or the most quirky or fun one, um, could you pick one uh, research project and explain it to us in uh, simple words in the section we call In Other Words? Yeah. Um, it's a, a really nice question because I'm, I'm very proud of this project because, as I told, the Perovskite is the most promising the next generation photovoltaic technologies in mm -hmm. solar cells. Uh, but the current limitation is the low stability in ambient conditions uh, for both the material and the device. So, um, in one of my projects, I achieved excellent results by improving its stability and solar cell performances mm -hmm. uh, while reducing also the temperature processing. And um, I, because I fabricated solar cells with enhanced stability, uh, with an efficiency that uh, it's maintaining the form hundreds of hours in environmental conditions, approaching the industrial stability standard. So this is very um, promising uh, because we improve the uh, and overcome the limitation of perovskite materials that uh, is because it's very vulnerable in ambient condition and uh, and for a solar cell this needs. Um, an effort to be improved because uh, the solar uh, photovoltaic technology are exposed in uh, ambient condition under the heat, sun, uh, water, and then this is a very big um, achievement and goal in, in my career. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, that's that sounds cool. And so I, I can imagine why you you picked this as the the, the research project uh, that you're most proud of. So is the work published uh, also? Uh, yes, this work is published. Well, there are uh, several work published on this topic. One of these work is published in uh, HES Energy Letters, another in Advanced Energy Material, uh, because I'm following this topic. So. Um, in particular, I'm stabilizing the perovskite uh, with the addition of an external additive. Then uh, mm -hmm. this external additive could um, confer different properties. And uh, uh, as this is a very big topic, uh, we are uh, um, divided the, the different aspects uh, in uh, several papers. Uh, but uh, two of them are already published and uh, uh, more are coming. <laughs> yeah, so <okay>. stay tuned. <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. Well, congratulations on this big achievement. Uh, you, as you said, this is a big achievement. It's an uh, it's a big step forward in the solar cells uh, research. Um, all right. Uh, so thank you for sharing that and explain it to us, uh, explaining it to us in super simple words. Uh, so Sophia, it's clear that also before we started recording, we talked a bit, and I, I have a feeling you really like the uh, the aspect uh, of being a being a scientist, the research aspect. You really like doing that, getting your hands dirty, so to say, not literally in the lab. You you love that part. But in other than research, what other aspects of being a scientist do you like or do you enjoy? Okay, this is a great question and popular one. I mm -hmm. think uh, uh, on the world, the best things about being a scientist is that not today's are the same. Mm -hmm. There is so much variety in being a scientist uh, and I don't think anyone would ever say that it's, it's a boring job. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I obviously work in the lab doing, doing experiments. 
um, I teach students for other experiments. Mm -hmm. I present my findings, attend meetings, write up my results for publication, apply for findings, attend conferences, and also you have to um, develop skills as problem solving. This is very uh, fun part of mm -hmm. our work. Mm -hmm. uh, but okay, the, the other amazing thing about being a science, scientist is the rewarding aspects of doing it, uh, knowing that your research may, may change people's lives one day. Mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, this is very exciting and uh, it's probably what drives a lot of us to contribute something back to the world. Mm -hmm. um, so there are many things I love and I I named just few, like mm -hmm. also I can uh, say that I love we work with a great team of bright people and meet so many different people to my research and my university. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I get to travel and visit the different labs, so this is very cool. Uh, mm -hmm. People respect me and tell me I'm clever, uh, but I, don't know <laughs> if I feel like it. I just feel normal. Uh, there are many things, many good things. Uh, too, too many for listing. <laughs> too many, too many. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you love research, but other than that, you also love these other aspects, like numerous other aspects of being a scientist. So you love your job. This is great. We need scientists like you who love their job and who are actively um, going to the lab. Well, yeah, I, actually, I'm doing a job that I enjoy doing, a job that mm -hmm. I wake up wanting to do and I leave at the end of the day being glad that I came to work on that day and mm -hmm. like this fun experiment, for example. Ah, that is amazing. I, I, I can imagine that excitement. Uh, that sounds amazing. So um, it, I, I have another question for you, Sophia. So you can answer it in, in two ways or whichever way uh, that you prefer. Uh, if you were to go back in time and starting your scientific journey today, uh, what advice would you give yourself or what advice would you give uh, to researchers who are starting out today? So to say, they're, they're starting the scientific journey. What What is your advice? Yes, my first advice is use the early years of your career to learn as many techniques as you can, mm -hmm. because it's very important to have a technical competencies. Mm -hmm. um, also, make sure that the to learn the basic concept in relevant disciplines, because but also always with a, with a critical mind. Uh, because he, this is important to, to have this basic knowledge to start, uh, especially as the PhD um, path. Um, then uh, while you're uh, a PhD or postdoc, uh, um, it is important to not confuse working hard with working all the time. It's mm -hmm. important to work uh, with a great effort of concentration, but not long hours of routine work. This is very, I, I, this is my suggestion because it's always something that happens to uh, PhD students that work a lot, a lot of hours, but it's also very important work-life balance. So I suggest work hard in the sense of great concentration, but not long hours of, of work. Mm -hmm. Also, it is very important to learn how to write papers at the beginning of the career. Uh, uh, it seems like like uh, time consuming for the first publication and you can delay the publication at first but then it it is rewarding mm -hmm. and um, 
above all, uh, I can say that to be successful in academia, this is my advice, is, is to um, you need persistence and preserve the creativity. So find a solution to a problem that are, has not recipes yet. So mm -hmm. being creative and uh, be willing to take risks and um, doesn't matter if the step could be um, not correct in that moment, but is closer to the truth. So mm -hmm. this is, um, these are all my advices for young people. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, okay, so you just opened all the uh, the box of Pandora, the advice <laughs> from Sophia. Uh, no, the, the, uh, on a serious note, all these advices that you gave, like um, learn as many techniques as possible, learn how to write papers, uh, be persistent, uh, quality of work time over quantity of work time, extremely important. Um, communicating, exchanging ideas with, with people around you, not just your colleagues, but also friends uh, sometimes, because you, you never know where the out-of-the-box thinking comes from. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for sharing all of these advices with us. Um, and I hope, Sophia, your uh, research experience so far has been wonderful and will continue to be wonderful in the future as well. Um, however, if you had three wishes to improve your research experience, what would you ask for? And I'm not promising here uh, anything here, okay? <laughs> uh, this is a very difficult question. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, if I have to wish um, something for my career, I just want to just, okay. I, I would um, gain a project, for example, for my independent research. This is mm -hmm. very big wish. Uh, then, um, if I have to think big, uh, I will become, for example, one of the first women as teacher in a majority male department. Uh, this is to reduce the gender band gap. Uh, this could mm -hmm. be um, uh, very nice for my career. I, I'm thinking big. Uh, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also uh, learn how to recognize a quality idea, quality student to carry out our research together. This is also another important uh, aspect that I want mm -hmm. to learn. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Well, all three wishes extremely, um, I would say, um, real, like they, they are, they're, they, I hope they become reality soon, that you get uh, your your independent research, uh, funded research project, just you, it's, it's Sophia's show, you get to decide how it works and who is partnering and how it goes. I hope that works and also that you get this permanent position that you become the first woman uh, teacher. Yes, and, and I, I was thinking big and very big. So the <laughs> <laughs> well, it is achievable. I mean, it, it is still achievable. It's not out of the reach. I believe that it's not out of out of the reach for you. Um, and also learning to recognize the quality idea. I mean, this is like an ongoing thing, right? It's like it's getting better and better um, every uh, with every passing month or year. So, well, I wish I could just uh, do this and being like, okay, Sophia, tomorrow when you wake up, you have your project, your funded project, uh, you have your permanent position, you are the teacher. 
uh, in your department. Um, and also these are the quality ideas that uh, you can work on now. I wish I could do that, but I would like to believe that it's, it's uh, achievable and it will happen in a few years time. And then you can feature on our podcast series under the microscope again and tell us all about uh, yeah, how, we'll how it's you with my progress and we will uh, make another podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so Sophia this has been wonderful speaking with you but before we let you go one last question that I have for you is uh, well the year 2020 was um, interesting uh, to say the least um, we all learned some things unlearned certain things what are your learnings from the year 2020 yes this year the past year was uh, um, terrible for some aspect uh, this year has certainly highlighted the importance of building strategies for handling change in our research models mm -hmm. um, we uh, uh, need, needed to learn the new technology uh, and uh, all the group uh, needed to be trained in the latest programs to be connected and working from home and uh, will uh, also help with the productivity in every day. Uh, this was uh, in incredibly useful because uh, uh, we didn't stop to work. So uh, the technology was the, the, the fundamental aspect in this year. Um, but also we learned how, to, how that the communication is very important. For example, practice transparency, understanding and compassion for our staff across all the level, from our PI to the last the student that came, uh, we learned that the communication is very important and to be transparent is um, the secret, uh, let's say. And um, But also we learned that we can keep going after this change when we, we can be resilient and productive and uh, we, we can manage program to uh, don't stop uh, our activities um, mm -hmm. because whether or not this change are here with our uh, with us so we have to force to adapt to working from home socialize digitally and maintaining a physical distance but uh, we have to continue and uh, go ahead in our work so mm -hmm. yes yeah, so uh, according to me we learn to adjust our work process and uh, we learned that this is possible and then and, and also that we can have also great results Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank you uh, very much for sharing those learnings. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, uh, well, this has been wonderful, Sophia. Thank you very much again, again. Thank you very much and looking forward to having you on Real Scientist Nano. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. To know more about us, please visit our website realscientistsnano.org and follow us on Twitter at realsci_nano. underscore